This is the cutting edge of sexual evolution. We're your hosts, Victoria and Lauren, and this is the New Paradigm Intimacy Podcast. Allow your body to vibrate and receive the activations from leaders around the world, bringing through pioneering approaches to sex, business, and relating. Ah. <laughs> Welcome to our men's sexuality feature. For the next two weeks, we will be sharing daily interviews from male bodied leaders who embody unique transmissions of sexuality. This is in celebration of the launch of our first Institute of New Paradigm Intimacy men's course. If you love listening to these episodes, subscribe and leave a review to receive free access to our sex magic course and go in the draw to win one of three subscriptions to the Eros Vault, our online membership portal of sexuality resources to revolutionize the way you view sex, love and relating to assist you with high performance. In this episode, I interview Danny Redbard. Danny is a medicine man of emotions. He hosts men's circles and mixed circles, through which he facilitates shadow work and finds unconscious beliefs people carry about themselves. In his one-to-one coaching, he uses the spiral modality to clear emotional blocks. He also delivers group emotional clearing through his page, Spirit Stories, helping hundreds of people to release pain they have stored towards themselves, others, relationships, past traumas, and the dogma of who they think they have to be supporting them to get back in tune with their center so they're not dependent on a partner to hold them. He helps people have their own emotional tools and practices to relax and support their emotional body and nervous system. Just as we have coaches for our physical health or for our mental health, Danny provides the medicine of emotional health, which has an effect on all other bodies and all parts of a human being's life. Okay, welcome. We are here for the New Paradigm Intimacy podcast. Uh, I'm Lauren Renee and I'm joined today in person mm-hmm. uh, in this beautiful space that we've just set up with Danny Redbard. <laughs> welcome. Good day, guys. So we have just been dropping in today. We're super excited. It's actually the first men's week today, day of men's not men's week, of our men's feature that we have across the next two weeks. Mm. And yeah, I feel really honored to be able to do this interview now and really capture just what's alive and and what's moving for us Mm. in this time where we're kind of putting the spotlight on what's occurring in men's sexuality. And I know that, yeah, we've got some really powerful things to share about what uh, Danny's journeyed in his experience stepping into the world of uh, conscious sexuality and open relating and mm. navigating, we're going to kind of go into the this um, this topic we've been talking about, about navigating all these different parts of yourself mm. as, as a man in particular. So, yeah, I'd, I'd love for you, Danny, just to kind of share a little bit, I guess, about your journey and kind of how you stepped onto this path yourself. 
That's a curious one. Oh, so. oh, I forgot something important. Mm-hmm. Before we jump into that, uh, we are going to ask you the very special question of when was your last self-pleasure practice and what did that look like? <sighs> self-pleasure practice. I, yeah, I've got to be honest, I've been moving away from self-pleasure in the last two weeks, probably about two weeks ago, and it's definitely been leaning more into the masturbation end of the spectrum, which I find myself delving into, that's for sure, whereas like, I'd say my self-pleasure practice looks a lot more softened and receptive and touching my whole body, whereas often when I, when I'd call it masturbation, it's just more of the focus on the cock. And I, there is a lot more consciousness in it compared to when I was like a teenager and just like jerking myself off to the point of ejaculation. But there is still that less focus on the entire body, less focus on like really going within my heart and more just stimulation of my sex center. That's why I, and, and I don't wrong that in me Mm. in the slightest as well. I do feel when I polarize in it and go, oh, like I haven't self-pleasured in a while and I'd love to bring that into my daily practice or have to bring that back into like my daily or weekly practice so when to answer the question about two weeks ago when was the last time I masturbated like last night <laughs> <laughs> I love that talking about kind of what your difference between self-pleasure and masturbation is because I guess these terms are so kind of fluid and interchanging and yeah I love that you kind of shared where that difference is for you yeah and not and just being in the balance of it and not making any of it wrong right i i know a lot of the men in this consciousness game are like ah like masturbation don't ejaculate Mm. like it's almost like gets to the point that we make ejaculation wrong like oh if i'm ejaculate oh no i've heard men in circle after like and or men come to me being like i ejaculated last night in this like Mm. sullen energy and i'm kind of like bruh celebrating you like yay did you have a good time like how was it you know like (laughs) these men that go from like picture me used to masturbate like every day as a teenager or sometimes even twice a day and that's like at least 365 ejaculations a year now if I'm like ejaculating once a week that's 52 a year you know what I mean it's like like that's a vast drop in number can I just love myself as I like if I want to ejaculate once a week yeah I can do I really need to go cold turkey and like not ejaculate for three months to prove to someone that I'm like that I've got cock control like like where's the balance in it for me how can I how can I drop into just loving myself in all of the ways that I'm showing up Mm. the same with pornography pornography's like and fair enough there's a lot to be said about pornography i'm not going to go too deep down that rabbit hole but um like when i found myself addicted to it in the past i'm like okay i need to fucking i need to get away from this and i do go go cold turkey off it it's like now how can i be in balance with that because i used Mm. to like not even look at pictures or i wouldn't look at like arousing pictures that i have as backgrounds had to get rid of them or i had to like not look at videos or of like things that women had sent to me and it's like no I actually want to bloody indulge and now I've got an indulgence day every week right I've got an indulgence day where I'm like no I'm looking at those videos too like, <laughs> I'm on it like and I I love my indulgence day generally it is Sunday and I just like I'm completely comfortable with myself in that like so yeah there's 
there's a balance in allowing the different parts of us to come through. And I'm going to touch more on that around like my inner animal and my inner mm. primal nature because we've been talking about it, haven't we, Laura? Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to go more <laughs> into that. But I love that point you just brought up there around... Yeah, it's and I've been saying this um, this recently. Like we ha- sometimes have to go to the, like one extreme to come back into balance. Hundred percent. And I think this is happening in the sexuality space, like particularly for men. It's like let's go to the extreme of like don't indulge in any of that, and we must all be completely like in this conscious state around it and everything, and no masturbation. To now, it's like okay, we can yeah, we can have that balance. Mm. You know, that's really important to mention, and and I see this. In, in all different areas now as well, like in the space of people going on their conscious spiritual journey, yeah. finding that in between of the, the primal and the, and the spiritual nature. Oh, absolutely. Well said. Balance mm. between primal and spiritual nature. Well, yeah. 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 So let's talk all about you and your journey now that we've, <laughs> we've got the juiciness out of the way. <laughs> ah. Hmm, part of me has got a resistance to wasting time in mm. telling my journey. Part of me would rather speak about what's alive, like what yeah. we've been touching on in the last half hour, catching up with each other and what we've been discovering like within our minds, like we've both been traveling the same journey. Mm. And, like, our, like, um, and I'm sure bits and pieces will come through about my journey, but I feel like this parts of me topic is really alive for both of us. And yeah. In the space and like the inner, like you're touching on like the, the the masculine coming back into balance and i'm talking about like how i've been balancing my feminine in the last week yeah 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 let's do that cool. let's go with the flow cool. <laughs> that's the it. best way to do it thank you for co-directing this with me thank you <laughs> yeah so yeah share what what's kind of alive for yeah. you today yeah yeah wow so i've been Leaning into where I outsource my feminine because I have been open relating for years and now since I've moved Vic over the border of New South Wales, we like we live separately and we love that because that's what suits us, especially at the moment. And all of a sudden my closest feminine like person that I reach out to is further away than she has been. And so part of me has this little like, oh, get another woman into my household to look after and to serve and to like, you know, it gives me purpose, gives me validation. And that's my inner masculine. That's like, oh, I need this. I need this to like, it gives me something like I get to take something from this. Yeah. Give me validation. Yeah. Give it to me. Mm, That's all I want. And it's like, how mature is my, oh, where's the voice of my inner feminine right now? How's she feeling? Where am I neglecting her? How can I love her more? What's it look like to even love her? Right. And so I've been leaning into that in the last week as, as all this has been coming back. Well, a few weeks now it's been coming, but especially the tenderness in this last week has been intense. In the middle of last week, I really had just these really emotional, sensitive days where it almost felt like I could liken it. To, I was I was telling you that it was my suki day all of a sudden on Wednesday and I was avoiding it. Like my masculine was like, or like the inner drive in me, the dogma in me that's going like, no, I have to get this done today. I've got to finish this list. I've got to get back to this person. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. And my whole body was just rejecting doing any of those tasks. Like, oh, can I just 
allow myself to be a little sook today. Mm. And I don't say that word with offense. I wasn't like hurting myself with that word. I'm like, I love that word. I'm like, oh, I get to be a sook. I get to be a little sook. I, get to, I love myself. I get to love my inner sensitive little sooky Dan within me. How much can I love him in that today and just revel in that? Yeah, I'm just going to roll around bed all day, barely get out of bed. I'm going to eat biscuits and tea at midday for my first meal of the day and like maybe do the slightest bit of stretching and and try to find something on Netflix and just scroll and then turn it off because there's nothing that would satisfy me. It's like, can I really go into this little sooky part of me and just allow this for the day? Can I have a sensitive my time of the month mm. moment right now as a man can I allow that and so I've been leaning into it and it mm. has been my time of the month to retract and that's great yeah yeah, yeah beautiful <laughs> and, I, and I kind of loved how you shared before you allowed yourself to get to that place mm. that first like primal male instinct that came through it's like and I kind of felt that I was like this is really you know, uh, this is the pattern. This is the, the majority of what men are doing, like that strong impulse to just block that part of them out. Yeah. If you can kind of speak a little bit to that and how you've navigated that. Certainly, certainly. Like I was, I was touching on, Hmm. Oh, there's, there's deep rabbit holes to go down there. Lauren, I love mm. you saying that. It actually brought up, as you said, that, that a lot of women are doing that in mm. the last, and it's only, only feels like in the last generation that that started becoming a real pattern for women. It's like this, this global awakening of women into their power is, has come around. It's like all of a sudden women are ignoring their monthly cycle and following this rhetoric of the masculine dogma, CEO, business level, keep doing the thing, constantly show up, like get up at 6am start your rituals be online making sales doing whatever you know Mm -hmm. that kind of like pushing down of the feminine flow Mm. right and stepping into that masculine energy so yeah i'm seeing that that pendulum swing for female bodied humans Mm. women at the moment but yeah definitely in men What do I, how do I see it come up in men? Yeah, it's just, it's just the staple. It is just like our staple diet of like, get up, do the thing, push on, keep persevering, ignore the emotions till the end of the day, ignore everything till the end of the day. Then when you get to the end of the day, have a beer and like ignore the emotions even further. Like, (laughs) like, like, it's, I'm done with it. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly in that experience of some kind of like heart heart wounding or something to do with, you know, a relationship, you know, women will always say, well, why is it the man always just goes and gets another partner straight away? And then mm. women are kind of like in their chip for a little bit longer. Yeah. But I can see that you're kind of being the example of allowing yourself to be in the shit rather than, you know, one way or the other. Yeah. And that's, it's, it's taken me years to get to that alone to actually mm. like embody that. I've known on a mental level, I've been saying that it often takes me like a year (laughs) to fully like embody something after I get it on a mental level and I can spit about it and talk about it on podcasts with you for like a a whole year before actually my body receives it and goes, bloody have that sooky day Dan, right? Have embody the sooky day. Don't like talk about it. Embody the bloody sooky day. Embody the time of the month of retraction, right? Be a 
bloody woman this week, mate. Like, do the thing. I could have been saying that to you a year ago, right? Knowing it full well that it's mm. right. And then not doing it for a year. It often takes me that long to get it. And I'm completely comfortable with that in me now. So... I, I completely just lost my train of thought of what you asked me. That was really important though. Like it's like, I feel like we're really tuning into something here because I have been saying that uh, recently too, that there's such a key difference between like knowing something and being like, Oh, I get that. Yep. I, I can talk about that verse. Like, Oh, I've actually really like allowed myself. Yeah. To be the embodiment of that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so important. So that was a really good little. It's taken me years and, and admitting to ourselves, like, that kind of stuff. Oh, I know for me, admitting that stuff to myself is so important. I started meditating about five years ago, right? It's taken me till now to embody meditation. Like on a, like that I, I now meditate for 40 minutes the moment I wake up, right? I wake up, sometimes stretch my legs a little bit. I step out into the sun and I meditate in the sun. Sitting there casually. It's the first thing I do before checking my phone. My alarms go off really structured for it. And I love that part of my day. Right. Do you know how long it's been that I've <laughs> that like I'd wake up in the morning and go, oh, I better do this or oh, not today. I've got to do. Oh, I've got this other thing to do. Oh, I'll go for a jog instead, like that kind of thing. And now I'm like, when, but I've known for so long on a mental level, Dan, it's best for you if you meditate first thing in the morning. <laughs> right, it changes your entire day. Your whole day flows better. You're embodied so much more for the rest of the day. I've known that for years, Laura. Known it. Spoken about meditation. Like, for, <laughs> like, f- four years before actually, like, in, I now embody it, right? Hey, this is how I show up every single morning. So regularly, right? <laughs> and so, yeah, massive difference between knowing things on a mental level and actually embodying them. Yeah. Mm. And I was just feeling in that, like that, that is actually a big piece, like around the toxic masculinity as well. It's like, you know, the men being like, I know this, I do this, I do that. Mm. But then the truth behind it Mm. isn't actually that because that real deeper level of truth and embodiment is that integration with the feminine. Wow. That was well said. Mm. Epic. (laughs) I'm just letting that land. Yeah. 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 And we're, and like you said, it's, it's, it's genderless. We're all kind of navigating those pieces. And like you said, yeah, women have kind of taken that on as well in that level of response to the lack of there being that presence of the feminine. And now we're all kind of coming back into wholeness with this. Yeah. 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 The word toxic masculinity, um, is floating around and, as, as you were just sharing that about like that it's genderless a lot of my work in the last four years or where this began for me was sitting in men's circle and then doing men's rights initiations up in, well going through my own and then staffing other men doing their men's rights initiations through the men's group mankind project that I'll be hosting tonight every Tuesday here on the Gold Coast and it's international it's all over the world there's circles yeah, so every three months or so we'll do a, a weekend away where we take men and, and initiate them to become men, right? Now, I know that so much of that work that we do up there is emotional and dealing with the other parts within ourselves, right? That there's a little boy within us that's been wounded and we've been trying to ignore for a long time. That there's an animal within us 
that's primal and savage and can kill and can and wants to fuck like he's never fucked before you know like there is like that primal part of us can we be loved can we love ourselves in this like <laughs> primal rage <laughs> that just wants to fuck for days on end and simultaneously that we've got this little boy that just wants to cry and weep and just acknowledge the past and where we haven't been loved and where we haven't been nurtured like that all of that exists within us Mm. and so once I can start acknowledging that within myself all of a sudden I start integrating my masculine so I don't like toxic masculinity has always been a curious term to me Mm. because it's never really like it's never really had the resonance of what I feel like is going on right I'm like I don't feel like there's toxic masculinity I just feel like there's no masculinity going on I don't Mm. feel like like most of the men out there that aren't initiated as men, and I hope no men hearing this are going, oh, I'm, I'm not an initiated man, I'm not less of a man, blah, 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 that kind of energy. It's just I'm not saying that. I'm saying that we all need to do these rites of passage to reach new stages of being human, right? I initiated my man all of a sudden, and that got integrated into my body as all these different parts of my boy and man came online, right? All of a sudden gained my masculinity stepped into being a man wow actually because like it didn't happen at the age of 18 i was like oh, 18th birthday oh, i'm a man now and i'm like <laughs> looking around at my other mates like and they all look like boys and they feel like boys and we haven't changed anything and it's like oh all right maybe it hasn't happened yet i'm not a man yet and i'm like maybe 21 and then i hit 21 happy birthday dan you're 21 and i'm like looking around like at all my mates like i'm a man now and it, and it still hasn't happened, right? I'm like, oh, my mates are still boys. And, like, years go on, and I'm still referencing my mates as the boys, you know? I'm, like, mid-twenties or whatever, and I'm like, the boys, the boys, the boys. I'm like, when, oh, right, we're all still boys. <laughs> like, when when is the moment that we become men? Is it, like, when we have our first kid? Like, these, these boys are going out having kids, right? And they're not men raising kids. They're boys raising kids. Like, or, like, learning to oh, we buy a house or whatever. It's still boys buying houses. still boys getting bloody finance on their loans stuff that kind of stuff we're not taught this stuff we're just like stepping into it and not being held by a community of elders and men and uncles and and men around us that actually have more know-how on this Mm. i don't want to be the man leading my life from a place of like that arrow tip arrow point no one else ahead of me right i need some bloody elders ahead of me right? So that I can learn the step by step. The path has been paved, right? I don't want to carve my own path in masculinity. I don't want to have to. Is there someone that can help shine a light and guide me? I don't, I don't feel like I'm the first man on earth, right? If I was the first man on earth, fair call, I'd pave the path, right? But a lot of other men, a lot of other nations, a lot of other tribes have, have done this for years and years and years. Maybe I want to follow one of these paths and actually be guided and be helped. It's out there for all of us, right? And all of a sudden, I feel like I'm a man. And that's powerful and that's potent, right? Now, how can I bring that into balance and acknowledge that I've got an inner feminine within me, mm. right? So here's the steps that I've been taking, right? And dropping into ah, that I do have this sensual, like, woman within me that I am. <sighs> that I am connected to my intuition and to that great void. And as I go back in my timeline, all the way back through my teens and all the way back 
as being a little boy and all the way back as a little baby and I go back to the womb all of a sudden I'm in a womb and like I go back to this woman the divine feminine that birthed me right so that is woman in my within me I came from woman like this is I was born of the woman like it's within me as well it's within us all like so can I drop into that and embody those parts of me and how and how is it to be led because I don't want to pave that path either I want to follow the path and the rites and the, the initiations and as women around me it seems to be that women are leading this in our spiritual community <sighs> in how to embody both the masculine and the feminine but we can all guide each other and we all have pieces to share with each other Mm, yeah that was powerful you took me on a journey there <laughs> of how to become a man and then how to integrate both that was really yeah really special so what what were the pieces that really landed like what was the moment where you're like i'm a man now <laughs> ah cool question what were the pieces <laughs> um from the moment right <laughs> yeah this is a massive one um, so four years ago, no, more like about three years ago, um, I, mine and Vic's relationship was quite on the ropes. I was, um, I, I had broken agreements with her, had this agreement that I'd stopped talking to this woman who Vic didn't like, who was really undercutting Vic. There was like bad energy there, but I was really attracted to this chick and really like getting that validation as like a as a nice guy, I'm like a nice guy showing up, like getting this validation from this other woman, right, who was really basically trying to steal me from Vic, and Vic was like, I don't want to borrow this chick. And I made an agreement with Vic to stop seeing her and stop messaging her. And then I didn't stop messaging her. And I was still organizing to go and see her and completely broke that agreement, lied about it, felt like shit, and like guilty and was not being not showing up as the man that I'd committed to being and I heard about this men's group and it was a Tuesday and I was like right, but it, like it was just like this spontaneous like magnetism that I'm going to do it like I didn't think about it too much I just rocked up at this men's group I was sitting outside on this balcony there's like two dozen men in chairs none of which I've met before and we've done a little check-in round. We've been saged in. And then they do this round where it's like, right, this is our round about agreements. It's integrity and accountability. Integrity is agreements that I make with myself. I might not even tell anyone about these agreements, but I make these agreements with myself. Have I kept them? Accountability is agreements that I make with other people. If I tell someone I'm going to meet them for coffee at 10 a.m. and then I don't show or I'm 10 minutes late and I bloody haven't messaged them and rearranged then I'm out of accountability right my word has not been law I have not followed what I think what I say and what I do I'm not in congruence has anyone here broken any agreements a couple of men chuck their hands up and I put my hand up like in this reluctant kind of oh fuck way right mm. like not thinking anything had come of it I'd never seen a process get done but I was basically sitting beside the facilitators. And so I'm first in line in the circle. And they're like, are you right to do this? Are you right to stand up? 
Like, yeah. <laughs> Stand up in front of these two brothers. One of which is Spirit Bear, who I live with to this day. One of which is Brooke Lucas, who's like my mentor and teaches me how to facilitate. And they go, what was the agreement? Who was it with? I said it was with Pick, my current ex-girlfriend, who I, I said that I'd stop messaging this other girl and stop seeing this other girl. I said, did you keep the agreement? I said, no. I said... What did you make more important? I said, getting a bit of validation, a bit of like happiness from this other chick messaging me. And yeah, they're like, what were the impacts on you? Like, I feel really guilty. It basically broke my relationship up. Hmm. Like, what are the impacts on others? Like, well, it's broken Vic's heart. So it's torn my relationship apart. I'm not in the house anymore, so my housemate's sad, sad about that, so it's created friction everywhere. So the chick that I'm messaging, I'm not really fully committed to serving her, really, if I tap into it. I'm not really I'm kind of just using her in a way and not fully showing up for her, so it's affecting her. I'm like, what do you what do you make of a man that behaves like this? I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, he's inauthentic, can't be trusted, his word means shit. And so that was about it. To answer your question, Lauren, what was the big impactful moments from the moment I bloody rocked up there? And it felt from that moment on, because like once that happened, I was like, I have a group of men behind me that will hold me to such fierce accountability that I can't escape even the slightest fucking lie, right? And that felt so powerful and potent to me in my body that all of a sudden it's like, uh, you ever see something out of the corner of your eye or it's kind of like hanging just a little bit like up here to the side of your field. And it's like, or maybe you've had, maybe you've had your uh, parent or someone close to you die and you kind of just feel like they're beside you. Right? Their, their spirit is just beside you for days or weeks or possibly years or forever. I feel like my men's group is etherically beside me at all times from that moment. Right, And I didn't even know the names of these dudes. So I was like, I need to be back here every week until I sort my shit and my word actually means something and I actually show up the way that I fucking say that I show up. Because right now I've got all these words in my head. Authenticity. I get that on a mental level. Like how the fuck do I embody it? Right? And this is the practice that these men help me embody my congruence. What I think, what I say, and what I do are in alignment. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I actually think that's one of the most like beautiful masculine qualities is that integrity and accountability. And that's what I'm kind of hearing in that story. It's like actually landing those pieces. Oh, I'm not having integrity and I'm not being accountable. And then it's like, and I'm expressing that and standing up for that and, and making a change for that. Yeah. 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 And, and what occurs like in your experiences, I guess this is such a big piece because not every man has this level of access or yeah. maybe they haven't found that presence in their life yet. What's kind of, do you feel is occurring uh, for men as a collective right now to, to be in that space alone and, and not necessarily have the support? Yeah, well, that's that's what I was kind of touching on when I um 
when I mentioned I don't want to pave this road on my own, I felt like I was an arrow let loose on its own, right? As a boy, right? Go do the thing, Dan. Go have your adventures. Go become a man. It's like I'm this arrow that's flying through the air like, where am I meant to be going? Where am I meant to be going? Like, and I don't, I don't want to... I want to be like that. And from the moment I met these men, and these men are like beside me, you know, etherically, or backing me, right? Or I'm capable of going to, right? Brooke Lucas is going to service my car this week. You know what I mean? Like, I, like, we've done it once before. It's not something that I feel like I can do on my own, right? Mm. I'm like, I'm so grateful that I get to, and that's a real masculine bloody thing. Bear and I make flutes and like do timber work and stuff outside. And we've got a bunch of tools. I, I was a builder and I'm, got like that kind of like <laughs> chippy work under my belt great but like these are the kind of things if I like we've got helicopter pilots in circle and shit like we've got medics and all these different kind of humans that like and lawyers and just people that know things in different industries than I do I don't want to try and I don't want to try and a man's not an island and a family's not an island mm. and we're creating all these island um families by having like the the wife and two kids, right? And the white picket fence and one dog and stuff. And all of a sudden it's like, you and I are married alone. And it's like, if you don't know how to do a thing, right? Dan, can you, the door's broken. Can you fix the door? Like, yeah, I guess I can do that. And that's my role, right? Mm. It's like, oh, Lauren, I don't know how to do my finances. Can you help me with my finances? Oh, yeah, I guess I can. We're both kind of doing these little shabby jobs because we don't have a tribe around us that actually could execute it perfectly. You know yeah. what I mean? Not the perfect bloody door hanger. You're not the perfect finance. It's like, how can we outsource this to the rest of our tribe that are actually like really excited and like love doing that shit? There's someone in our tribe, in our in our community that wants to do all of our finances, you know, do the numbers, really gets off at it. Cool, sweet. It's like, I want to help people with their emotions, right? Go to Danny, <laughs> you yeah. know, like like someone goes to their partner who doesn't know shit about emotions, doesn't know how to like not problem solve. It's like, maybe you need to talk to someone else, you know, like how can we not all live as islands like this? So to answer your question about the men that feel like islands or feel like arrows shooting through the air having to pave their own path. This is the reason, I hope you're getting this transmission, that you don't have to do it alone. Mm. And the reason, the absolute reason why we have such a high suicide rate in, I don't even want to talk about men compared to women in suicide rate, I'm literally talking about as human beings in general, one suicide per 7 billion people on the planet is something to go, what's happened there, you know? let alone thousands per year, you know what I mean? What's going wrong in our society that's like, like, I don't even care for the numbers. When people like post the numbers, I'm like, it's too many. Like one's too many to me, right? One means that we need to start having the conversation, right? Mm. Let alone all these numbers. So, so the reason why people are committing suicide is that they feel that they don't have tribe to back them. Like that they don't have, oh, they feel alone Mm. when there's that level of I'm alone story that like the chatter in the head gets to take over all of the other voices and goes, you're alone and you're not worth this and you're not worthy of living. You're not worthy of continuing. It's like those voices that chirp up and they chirp up for all of us. Like the, you're not worthy voice, right? Get drowned the hell out by my men's circle that I sit with every week, you know? Like, as if that voice is going to mean shit when I'm sitting in circle with two dozen men that are kind of like, oh, I've got that voice too, Danny. I love you in that. 
I love that you've got that. I love that that's part of the human experience. But know that you are loved and you are worthy. Right? So I'm saying that to you, anyone that's listening. You are loved and you are worthy. You're worthy of a heavenly life in this lifetime. And if you don't feel that, if you can't resonate that and live that in your body, if you know it on a mental level, okay, I'm meant to survive, I'm meant to live this lifetime, but don't vibrate it in the body because the emotions are like, no, you don't. Or I'm, or this like constriction, this fear that it's not true, right? Here's where we need to reach out and we need to have people beside us as tribe. Hmm super powerful <laughs> and I think like what what I was really feeling in that too is like yeah like you said there's this pressure for men to feel like yeah they have to be every man and do it all and be it all and even like how you were sharing uh, early with me it's like that real desire to to you know be the support and to show up for a partner and things like that and be all the things but you can just be what the part of you that you are the the best at being rather than trying to be like all the parts and then feeling all this like shame or inadequacy yeah. for not being able to show up as all of it, but have that again, integrated other part of yourself that feels safe to express. This actually isn't where I can show up the best, but let me source someone else who can or, mm. and all of that. I think that's really, really powerful. And, and like it, it, like for that to be such a vulnerable thing for us, even to admit that we can't do something. Yeah is like a big thing as well. It's definitely something, you know, even my masculine navigates as well. He wants to be able to do it all for sure. (laughs) And it does take that level of like feeling what's there to admit that, yeah, this is a bit too much for me. (laughs) I love how you framed all that, Lauren, that you got to like sum up all of my words and weave it and just make it really beautiful like that. (laughs) I appreciate that in you. And I also want to add that there's there's pieces for me, like I said, I used to be a builder, right? Mm. My tool, most of my tools are all still there. Right. But if someone asked me to like fix up their deck for them or something, which has happened in the last year, like, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like, do I really want to? Yeah. I'm a, I'm a man that's capable of that job. That's great. Right. But do I actually want to? What's my time worth now? Right. Like if I'm much better and much more passionate about coaching people and doing the emotions work and like helping people with their self-beliefs, do I really want to be on my hands and knees fixing a, a deck like, like for the next week? Right? Do I have the time to space that? No, I don't. Like when, if my missus asks me to fix the door, do I really want to? Right? There's a few other jobs to do around here. No, I'm getting someone in, right? Like, yeah, I'm fully capable of it, but no, right? Like we get to have that boundary as well. Hmm. Like just, and that gets to be really fun. We get to enjoy that. It's like, what am I passionate about? What do I want to be doing with my life? If you want to be a bloody skydiving instructor and never want to pick the tools up again, power to you. Sell all your tools. Never pick them up again. You know, even when people are like, oh, you're a great builder. No, I'm not anymore. I'm a skydiving instructor. Like, I'll be whatever the bloody hell I want to be. Like, and like you said, the vulnerability and just being like, no. Yeah. (laughs) There's an edge to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel that coming up a lot in like the men's sexuality space too. It's like, I just want to, I just want to please, I just want to know I'm doing a good job. Um, yeah, all of that. And then actually not even, it's almost like this fear of even putting your needs in the equation that's kind of played out as well. I've noticed. And yeah, just curious if that's something you've kind of navigated in the sexuality space too. Yeah. 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 
So covert contracts came up for me in that, as you asked that, mm. that um, us men who haven't been taught masculinity, right, and that's all of us, right, that grew up, like, without, mm. without like, tribal rights and rites of passage initiations. Uh, we learned masculinity from movies and TV and from women predominantly. So it's like I know that most of my school teachers were women. I know the majority of my time spent at home was with mum, right? So a few hundred years ago, the predominance of my time would have been you're, you've got a cock, Den, you go out and you tend the fields with your father and your uncles and your pop and like we come across like we come across things that we've got to deal with right out there in the fields and we've got oh this got broken how are we going to fix it do this do this do this all right this has to be done this way this has to be oh another problem another hurdle we overcome it we talk it through blah 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 and we learn masculinity that went out the window in the last hundred or so years all of a sudden i'm taught be a big boy right by adults and just like be a big boy Dan like don't cry right that kind of energy and all of a sudden my masculinity is validated by women right all of a sudden mm. I'm in my 20s and I'm searching for validation in my masculinity by women right so I end up in these relationships where it's like look look Lauren I've done a thing I fixed the door now give me sex right mm. like give me what I want give me mm. the love that I want right and it's like how do I accept that love predominantly through like physical touch or like acts of service or bring me gifts, make me food, whatever, like that kind of, you know, the five love languages. But like, I want you to love me like and show it to me because I've actually done it from this covert contract in the undercurrents that I've done this thing that you've asked, right? So that you give me something so that you reciprocate the thing for me, right? Now, how can I, as an integrated man, actually serve without those covert contracts. Mm. I was doing a a video with Bear the other day here because it's just me and Spirit Bear that live in this house and it's great. And um, I'd swept all the floors when he got home, right? And then just as he got home, like like all the the chairs were up, I was about to mop, right? And I'm like, I'm about to mop, brother. And he's like, let's do it, right? And he's in full masculine mode. And where he was coming from, yeah, I'm not afraid to share this because he was sharing it in in the video that he felt guilt because I do a lot of the... I'm home a lot more and I do a lot of the cleaning and stuff. Like, And he feels guilt about that because of his ex-wife and stuff like that. The, but it's like, I'm not doing it from that place of that Bear owes me something or that like there's no covert contract in me doing the washing up or mopping the floors or doing Bear's washing for him and stuff. Like, I'm just doing it because I like a tidy house and I'm just teetering about. I've got the time and space to do it. And I love being of service. I love being of service to my house, to my friends, and especially to women in my life, right? Like, and so he's in this masculine state of like, yeah, we mop the floors, right? Fills the bucket up, gets the two mops. And he's like, he came into this room and he's like, pow, pow, pow. Like before I even walked across the kitchen, right? To get to this room, he'd finish mopping this room, right? From this state of like masculine has to be done, get it done as quick as possible. And I'm like, hey, bro, what's up? Let's slow down. Because, like, I was I was that level of chill that I really wanted to enjoy mopping and just, just popping around. I had music on. I was chill. Like, there was nothing in my movements. That, like, I didn't know I was, like, being really balanced or whatever. We ended up having a giggle about it. But it was just a beautiful part of my day that I got to mop the floor that day. 
you know, like there's nothing wrong with that. So I truly was in a state of serving myself, keeping my house clean, right? Of serving the household, me and Bear as a collective. And that's all it was. Now, when a woman comes over and I can see that it's cold and that she's got no socks on and I go and, and I get some oil. I'm like, oh, oh I'm going to get her some nice nice socks and like put put the big bed socks on her. Oh, I'll put some oils on her feet just before I do that. Put the vetiver on and just really ground her and stuff. Great. And so like all of a sudden I'm sitting in front of this woman and like like tenderly touching her feet and rubbing the vetiver into, oh, I'll put some frankincense on there too and then I put a sock on her. Like that's not from a place of you owe me sex now, right? It's from a place of like, oh, I'm so grateful I get to love in such tenderness this woman that's in front of me. Right? So it is from this state of loving from active service, right? But it's not active service in shadow that's like, you owe me something for this, mm. or you owe me my love language because of this, which I'm going to take as physical touch. And if you don't know that and you don't give me that, then I'm going to resent you, right? I don't want to behave from there anymore. I don't want resentment anymore. I used to really have resentment, I used to really carry it with Vic. Like, bloody don't need to anymore it is old outdated don't want to vibrate it can mm. i just bloody love with me and my my beloved yeah i can does it take work and take some communication and take some bids yeah it bloody does right can we do it yeah we can <laughs> mm. <laughs> beautiful beautiful <laughs> Um, yeah, that's really powerful. And, and like, I'm curious, like what kind of, like what parts of you did you really have to integrate to get to that space? Was it mainly the masculine work that kind of suddenly it, yeah, it was coming from this place of wholeness rather than expectation? <sighs> yeah. Wholeness. The masculine work definitely was the the first piece that had to be there for me um a lot of the the sexuality work was massive piece for me the emotions work Mm. is also massive pieces for me the feminine work is still integrating i must Mm. say um knowing that all of this is a constant practice as well is amazing and necessary but that it all gets to be hilarious from the, like, it's, it's hilarious now. It's all part of the big joke now, you know, every day, even when I am like emotional and sooky, like I was talking about last week, Great. parts of me were laughing at that the whole time, you know, parts of me really emotional, like really had to be with this like wounded inner child, you know, that's like, just wants to be loved and tended to by women, you know, and like, just want like three women cuddling me, but also fucking me and also like treating me really nicely and also serving me. And it's like, how can, how can I show up for myself in all that tenderness? This is why mm. self-pleasure is really, really potent as a tool in that. You know, yeah. We've all got tools on our tool belt. That's right? spirals one for me, clearing the emotions. Sitting in circle with men is another tool that's on my belt, right? Self-pleasure is another tool that's on my belt. Knowing how to love myself is a tool that's on my belt, mm. right? And what's that mean? What all these little Instagram stories mean when it's like, love yourself, right? It's like, right, <laughs> I know what that means for me, right? Yeah. Like I said, a part of it is waking up every morning and meditating and spending time in nature before I touch my phone, right? That's me loving on myself. Me having a bath, a hot-ass bloody bath 
for an hour is how I love myself, right? It really is. Mm. It can be as simple as that. Going into the bush is me loving myself. Spending a lot of time alone, especially listening to books on my Audible, is me loving myself, right? Laying around, self-pleasuring, masturbating is loving myself, right? Do I allow myself time to do that? When was the last time I allowed myself to do all those things in a day and do nothing else and not have to do any client sessions or have to show up for anyone. Anyway, you get it. Yeah, so... (laughs) Allowing days like that, allowing myself space like that every day is part of my feminine integration work. To answer your question in how did I get integrated in that, like love, service, no covert contracts... Mm -hmm. Uh, it feels like it was like all the pieces and all the journey. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard to put a pinpoint on it. Yeah. I guess the reason I ask is that there might be a lot of men or maybe like women who have, who have partners that, you know, behave from this kind of space and they know that that's in the space. So yeah, if there's anything kind of tangible from, from all the pieces in your journey that you could even recommend to them to kind of like start to look at this piece and, and go on that journey themselves. Get the book, No More Mr. Nice Guy, by, I think his name's Dr. Donald Glover. But No More Mr. Nice Guy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Donald Glover's bloody, no, that's Childish Gambino. <laughs> Someone <laughs> Glover. Gambino. Someone Glover. <laughs> we, can, we can take a look at it and, and put yeah. it in the um, in the show resources when we have the clarity on that one. Classic, classic. Yeah. Band. Need to put some Gambino on after this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, beautiful. And uh, yeah, I think a good book resource is always a good place to start. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we really covered some, some really big pieces there. Is there anything else that you kind of feel called to bring into this conversation or to close off where we've been? The energy just shifted and it feels nice. It does feel like it's wrapping up. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. So no more Mr. Nice Guy. That looks great. Get your men to go to men's group. If this is a woman listening, I can feel the energy of like women listening that are doing the work and knowing this stuff and being intuitive and feeling more in their power and are holding back their power because their man isn't yet in his power. Help your man. You may need to assist your man get into power because it is the rise of the feminine at the moment. So Mm -hmm. the feminine, the women are leading us, right? Knowing that, having awareness of that, and women having patience in your man in that, and being triggered by him, and then going, What can I create from here? What can I create from love from here? is a massive piece. How can I assist my man in this so he doesn't resent me? How do I get him on a path so he no longer resents me the way that I feel him resenting me? How do I empower him to validate himself? rather than search for validation from me. Massive. Get him to a men's group. And there are circles near you, I can absolutely guarantee it and promise it. Mm. Mm, Those are some big questions, massive questions, and ones that I've had to reflect on, Mm. yeah, in myself, in my previous relationships, when I felt that, that resentment energy from someone who wants to just, like, you know, serve me and show up for me, but I can feel it coming from this place of like needing that validation. 
yeah we're all we're all kind of learning together and and yeah like you said like having we're coming to this place where we can all where it can all be genderless and we all come together and that's kind of the point we're reaching but where we're at now is having that men's group and having that women's group still there still present so that we can learn femininity and we can learn masculinity and and the sacred feminine and masculine in that way like from Mm -hmm. these ancient rites of passage like you've mentioned like even myself I'm doing this ancient feminine sacred feminine work at the moment and learning so much from that too and it's like yeah we're all just we're kind of getting the history of it all the things we were never taught and I guess that's kind of what's unfolding in like the men's and women's institute course too it's like you know we're having people that um, are non-binary and um, have different sexual orientations that are coming into the course that are kind of like well can this, can this become genderless? And the answer is yes. But yeah, like we've kind of journeyed in this conversation, there's still this place of learning where you have hold the most dominant energy Mm. and what that, what that truly means. Mm. Yeah. 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 So you want to touch on something as you say that, because like there is beautiful sacred men's business in the world that needs to be done. Right. And needs to be done by us men. Right. And then we can lean into the gray area of letting, women in to do the sacred men's business maybe that's coming an opposite way around Mm. all the women do the sacred women's business and then like how do we make this a bit more gray area and merge the the other like the other end of the spectrum here so that we can all meet in the middle and meet in the convergence and like ancient tribes have all had up to like five different genders people that can be quite fluid in those like it's been around it's like the, i don't want to go into the christianity piece on like man woman husband wife energy but the sacred men's business is important sacred women's business is important the coming together is incredibly important and it's happening mm. it is all happening yeah mm. and i and i felt to like kind of sum that up too it's like in, in anything, whether it's the masculine, the feminine, the spiritual, the the primal, it's looking at the part of yourself that like hasn't been seen before or that you least least understand. Yeah. Yeah. And going there, like going to that that extreme to come back into balance. Like how you said mm. it's like this at first it was the masculine that was really misunderstood and now you're kind of in this stage where it's your feminine that's the most misunderstood. And allowing yourself to be with that misunderstood part to mm. To come back into harmony. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Love that. (laughs) Amazing. Well, I've really enjoyed this chat and I'm sure the listeners would have got a lot of that uh, around, yeah, the power of men's work and masculinity and what that all means. So thank you so much for Mm -hmm. joining me for this chat today. And is there anything that you uh, have happening at the moment or where people can maybe find you? Uh, online where they can connect with you as well yeah follow danny redbard on insta that'd be great and I've, I've got a group on facebook where i do live group clearings that you can tune into and i clear people's emotional blocks in a field we meet in the ether it's really powerful all you're gonna do is watch the live it's called spirit stories and we get a bunch of like aunts and uncles and local curry mob from around the country to like share stories and obviously and like aunties and uncles that are moldy and from the islands and around the world with all the different cultures and because I I really do believe that it's it is these ancient cultures that have paved the way and that we get to go down those roads if we if we tread lightly as the aunties say you know tread lightly 
Let's follow the path, tread lightly, and we all get to learn and, and merge and experience different cultures. That gets to be heavenly. Hmm. Yeah, beautiful. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's Eargasmic episode. Remember to subscribe and leave a review letting us know how this landed in your body. The Institute of New Paradigm Intimacy is now open for August intake. If you feel the pull to become a conscious, integrated sexuality leader, apply through the show notes.